Dominic Carter, Red Apple Podcast 77 WABC. You can listen to me on the radio Monday through Friday, midnight to 1 a.m. live. Charges have not been ruled out for the father. The father of the Highland Park mass shooting. He should face not just civil liability, but criminal exposure for what this man did. He could never be confused with the father of the year. This is my podcast. Let's go. Authorities have not ruled out criminal charges against the father of the alleged Highland Park gunman, Robert Cremo III. Sure, his dad, Robert Cremo Jr., faces potential civil liability. He should be sued repeatedly, but he should also face criminal charges. Into the 4th of July shooting that slaughtered seven people in the Chicago suburb and left many others wounded. Why? The father sponsored his son when the son, because he was underage, applied for a firearm owner's identification card. Just three months after an incident in which police were called to the family's home because the suspect, the younger Cremo was threatening to kill everyone in the family with the collection of knives and swords. Witnesses describe a nightmare of a situation at the parade. And by the way, you don't have to pull the trigger to be charged with manslaughter. I heard a pop and I thought maybe it was a backfire from one of the vehicles that had passed already, uh, fire truck or police car or whatever. And then I thought maybe it was a firecracker, and then there were multiple pops. And having been in the service m many decades ago, it was not a handgun or a rifle or something. It was more like an AR-15 or whatever. And I'd say I heard maybe, and I'm guessing, about 30 pops. Uh, and there was a pause in between a set of pops and then a second set of pops. And then the, the crowd that was on either side of Central started rushing a stampede-like going west, uh, which was against against me, I was not knocked down. And then I gingerly went up and I saw blood on the sidewalk. I saw a bloody body that looked deceased. I even saw what it looked to be a, a young child, a boy being cuddled by his parents. Um, and um, and I just saw it all over and it was, it was sickening. This is just, it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. It's really hard to be here right now. And imagine this. One woman watched her mother die in front of her. She spoke to NBC News. I saw the shooter shooting down at the kids. And I told her that it was a shooter and that she had to run. So I started running with her. And we were next to each other and he shot her in the chest and she fell down and I knew she was dead. So I just told her that I loved her, but I couldn't stop because he was still shooting everyone next to me. What's the memory that you want to share with us about your mom? I want to share how she was before she died. 
she was waving to the floats. Every float that went by, she waved to them. And she was having fun. Yep. She was just a good mom. And I got 22 years with her. Of course, our hearts go out to that woman. Another victim, an eight-year-old boy, eight years old, shot at the parade, may not walk again ever. We have to keep a human face on this to show more action is required from Washington. Eight-year-old Cooper Roberts was shot in the chest and suffered significant injuries, including a severed spinal cord. His mother, Keely Roberts, was also shot, and his twin brother, Luke, sustained shrapnel injuries. I return to my point of criminal charges should be filed against the father of alleged Highland Park gunman Robert Cremo III. This was a discussion on the matter on Good Morning America between Robin Roberts and their legal analyst, Dan Abrams. We're going to bring in our chief legal analyst, Dan Abrams. And Dan, we heard in Alex's report from the father of the shooter, who is now being investigated because he sponsored his son's application to get a gun when he was under the age of 21, even though his son had previously threatened to take his own life and kill his family. So what type of charges could the father be facing here, Dan? Well, th there could be serious charges, no doubt about it, because in the state of Illinois, when a minor applies for a firearm, a parent has to sponsor them. And a parent signs the following, that they, quote, shall be liable for any damages resulting from the minor applicant's use of firearms or firearm ammunition. And that is exactly what happened here. Now, that's a civil standard, but it would certainly apply potentially to the criminal law as well. So an aggressive prosecutor could decide on involuntary manslaughter, for example. But remember, he's saying, his lawyer's saying, he didn't know about this incident that had happened then, and that would certainly be relevant in evaluating possible criminal charges. So, Dan, do you think this tactic will become a new tool for prosecutors in mass shootings moving forward? Absolutely. We've already seen it in the state of Michigan, in the case, for example, of school shooter Ethan Crumbly, where the parents there didn't sign a document like this, and they were charged with involuntary manslaughter for simply not doing enough to stop him. And on top of all this carnage, after it was all said and done, police say the alleged shooter apparently looked at striking in Madison, Wisconsin, about a three-hour drive away. Certainly our investigation has is, is gone very much into what happened after the shooting, what Cremo's plan was. Uh, investigators did develop some information that it appears when he drove to Madison, he was driving around. However, he did see a celebration that was occurring in Madison, uh, and he seriously contemplated using the firearm he had in his vehicle to commit another shooting um, in Madison. Do you know how much ammunition he had at that point? Approximately 60 rounds. For now, let's move on and file this under the category of highly inappropriate behavior from an elected official. Under the file of progressives are responsible for this embarrassment. 
I spend a lot of time in Rhode Island because that's where my daughter, Courtney Carter, lives with her family. A Rhode Island state senator is in hot water for posting a campaign video of herself twerking while doing a handstand in a Bailey There bikini. In other words, Bailey covering her private parts. Democrat 28-year-old Tiara Mack used her official district TikTok page on the 4th of July to post the saucy clip of her on a beach. Mack is openly gay, and someone in the background can be heard from an admiration point of view, stating, quote, that ass, that ass, that ass, before Mack wearing the skimpy, yellow bikini turns to the camera and begs vote Senator Mack. Senator Mack is doing this at a time when children, particularly children of color, need role models. This is what one constituent told a Rhode Island TV station clearly against the state senator twerking in public. Oh my God, that's ridiculous. I mean, really? Who wants to have our senator doing stuff like this? But Mac is not apologizing, attacking her critics and Republicans. Uh, these are folks who don't care about policy. They care about um, attacking a young apologetic person because they see that she is filled with joy and is undeterred by their hate. And there was more from the twerking state senator in a bikini. I was elected saying the F word. I was elected as an unapologetically queer woman. This is the same person that was elected in 2020 who is going to lead with empathy, compassion, love, and silliness. I don't think that anyone in my community would see me enjoying my day off as anything other than uh, their state senator enjoying her free time after working really hard for them the last two years in session. State Senator Mack, please play up your Ivy League education from Brown University as opposed to your rear end in a bikini. Our kids deserve better. I stand with bodega worker 61-year-old Jose Alba. He should have never been charged with murder. And now there is chilling video showing the girlfriend of the career criminal Austin Simon, the ex-con, stabbing Alba while he was fending off the attack from her boyfriend. Did anyone in the DA's office look at this video before charging this man? The Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg should be ashamed of himself for prosecuting this case. And the DA practically permits everyone else to walk free on bail. This was self-defense. Wild video of the encounter shows the ex-con shoving the older man into the wall behind the counter, then cutting him off as Alba tries to get past him before Alba pulls a knife and stabs Austin Simon. Simon was apparently stabbed five times and was later pronounced dead. Police and prosecutors later charged Alba, who had a clean criminal record, with second-degree murder and criminal possession of a weapon. Mayor Adams says Alba was a New Yorker doing his job. 
A group representing New York City bodegas is saying after this case, New York needs a stand your ground law. The United Bodegas of America, the group says that the measure is needed to protect those workers who are behind the counter. And that brings this edition to a close. Folks, if you are interested in my book on my life growing up in New York City and overcoming numerous obstacles or my bobblehead doll, you can go to my website, DominicCarterOnline.com. All one word, DominicCarterOnline.com. You can catch me on 77 WABC weeknights, midnight to 1 a.m. live. Go check out the Dominic Carter merchandise at the 77 WABC store from Dominic Carter t-shirts to hats and much more. Go to WABCRadioStore.com. I will see you the next time right here. Dominic Carter, Red Apple Podcast, 77 WABC.